What's up, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Travel Notes, a show where we get to travel the world through its musical traditions. I'm your host, Grace McNally, and I'm excited to announce that Travel Notes is now officially a podcast. If you've missed a previous episode or you want to check out a past episode, you can listen to us now on Spotify anytime, anywhere. So in today's show, we're heading far east to explore the extremely rich and musical history of Cambodia, particularly the music before and after the Khmer Rouge. To say the least, Cambodia is a unique place on Earth. It's been influenced by its neighbors, Thailand and Vietnam, and France, and pretty much everyone and everywhere in between, while also maintaining its own distinct culture and artistic style, kind of fusing together all those influences. For example, if you were to visit Angkor Wat, which is an incredible UNESCO World Heritage Site that was once a temple and at one point a city as well, you'd see incredibly ornate bas relief carvings lining the walls depicting Aspras and Devitas, which are like celestial Hindu maidens, dancing to heavenly music. Angkor Wat was the site of political and religious prominence um, throughout the Khmer Empire, and it's said to be one of the largest, if not the largest, temple in the world. And it stretches across 400 acres, and it's protected by a 15-foot sandstone wall and moat. Pretty crazy. (laughs) Okay, so there are two Khmer periods to take note of. The first was the ancient Khmer Empire. It was a massive empire consisting of Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, and Vietnam, and it lasted from around 1802 to 1413 Common Era. The ancient Khmer were festive people, they were master builders, hence Angkor Wat, they enjoyed wrestling, horse races, cockfights, fireworks, music, and dance. The Khmer Rouge, however, were pretty much the complete opposite. It was a ruthless, violent dictatorship from 1975 to 1979. To summarize, Marxist leader Pol Pot attempted to bring Cambodia back to the Middle Ages by returning it to a completely self-sufficient, quote-unquote, utopian agrarian society. He was heavily influenced by the ruling Communist Party in China and Russia at the time, and the entire Cambodian population was enslaved to work on communal farms, where a majority died from disease, overwork, and starvation. Pol Pot set out to abolish city life. He wanted to get rid of money, private property, and religion. In doing so, he tortured and executed the middle class and pretty much any intellectual who might serve as a threat to his regime. This meant anyone who spoke multiple languages to anyone who wore glasses. This guy was totally crazy. Ethnic minorities were targeted as well. Artists, poets, and musicians were targeted because if you want to wipe out a society, you wipe out its artists. In fact, 90% of Cambodia's musicians were murdered in the five-year Khmer regime. Regardless of the devastating violence and torture that Pol Pot and his adversaries inflicted on the people of Cambodia, he couldn't erase their rich and incredible music. And that's where our journey starts today. First, let's go back in time to the ancient Khmer Empire, as they were, after all, the catalyst for the rich classical and folk music traditions that served as the foundation to Cambodian music. So many classical songs um, that developed in the early Khmer Empire are still practiced today in religious ceremonies and temples. 
And as this delicate tradition developed in the palaces, out in the countryside, folk music was taking root. Cambodian traditional folk music has many different personas. One is in the African tradition, similar to the African tradition, where there is this call and response between groups of singers. Um, Cambodian folk songs also sometimes have this sort of verbal jousting between a male and female singer. And uh, ballads are super popular. They have many different types in a nostalgic mood, some that are satirical and other ones that are comical too. Then enter the French, and you have Bon Mi, and French music tutors being hired at the palace to teach Cambodian royalty Western forms of music, how to read music, and this led to a really interesting blend of Cambodian folk tunes and folk instruments being arranged to play um, Western classical orchestral music, so the fusion of these two kind of came together. A good example of this is this group called the Krom Playing Pimpy Group. They performed uh, classical music at the palace for many years, and here is them performing one of their traditional tunes.
So fast forward to the 1960s, and the Vietnam War happened where Western surf and psychedelic rock made its way over to Cambodia. How it happened was... To disrupt Vietnam's supply lines, Nixon had ordered four years of continuous air raids in Cambodia. Caught in the crossfire, Cambodians turned to music to lift their spirits, and as a result, they experienced a cultural surge of new music which resulted in Cambodian rock and psychedelic music. Check out this song, Full Moon, by Cambodia's first guitar band, Boxy Cham Krong. ปราจันยูนาหายกาปีตามลายจันเอิกแม่งใจมันตวนเป็นวงมันเป็นบอร์ไม้ให้เลยจันทลายเป็นรูปเป็นเรียงหายนาจมสมนี้ยีไอ้
And then the Khmer Rouge happened. Like a massive black hole in Cambodia's history, it was a devastating time, to say the least. And not much music was played or listened to during those dark five years. However, post-Khmer Rouge, there is now a resurgence of contemporary music that's rather quite interesting. This next song is by a group called Dengue Fever. They are based in LA, but their lead singer, Shamal Nimol, is from Cambodia and grew up in a Thai refugee camp before coming to America. This is their rendition of Shave Your Beard. The second group is called the Kampot Playboys, and they blend together ska, rock, and traditional Cambodian music to create a really unique sound. If you watch their videos on YouTube, you'll see that they have an accordion, a tro, which is like a Cambodian two-string violin, paired with your classical drum set and electric guitar and bass. 
This song is called Row the Boat. Om tung na ro sai ro san nai chol phan na ro lok mong dol Om tuk ban chang chol nai ro lok mok dol cheu kong cheu kong khluan na chim muoi man pruoi lai na hai ta kon mon ti va da nai ro lain srai na dai sai nu man dang khluan ro lain srai na dai sai nu man dang khluan ke What's really cool is that there's this movement of Cambodian millennials who are devoted to digitizing and preserving Cambodian folk, pop, rock music from the 60s and 70s. Currently, hundreds of albums are being digitized and heard for the first time in decades. The Cambodian government is even in on it too, and calling for the discovery and preservation of old folk songs. They have a saying in Cambodia 
that music is the soul of a nation. What's really impressive to me is the Cambodian spirit of resilience and creativity. Here's one more Cambodian rock song for the road by Sin Sissamouth, also known as the Elvis Presley of the East. joining me and if you want to check out more episodes so far we've covered north africa delta blues and afro-brazilian music check out travel notes on spotify where you can stream anytime for free
Got a comment, question, or want to recommend a genre for a future episode? Shoot me an email at travelnotespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and don't get too comfy, because our next trip is just around the corner. Thank you.